single Saturday on these airwaves. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. Hey, you know, let's get right into it. Today is Saturday, August 6, 2022. There's going to be a, a huge, huge city council meeting, special city council meeting here in Merced, August 8th, Monday. It's coming Monday, 6 p.m. over at the council chambers. They're going to be de- uh, discussing specifically one issue, which shouldn't even be a discussion at this point. Putting Measure C on the ballot, it's a, a no-brainer, as the article in the Merced County Times so eloquently said. Again, a lot of folks uh, with no brains want to challenge that, and uh, we're going to play some council comments at the last council meeting, the back and forth, not only on Measure C, but school resource officers. It all ties together, believe me. We're going to start out with the school resource officer discussion. And I want to get right into that because, again, we don't have much time today. We have an Atwater Spotlight coming up at 9 o'clock. So we just have the 8 o'clock hour together. But I would really encourage folks that are pro-law enforcement, pro-public safety to show up at the council meeting Monday night for their support of Measure C and putting it on the ballot. It's not a for sure thing. They have to get it done by August 12th, next Friday. So let's start with some council comments. We'll start with the councilman Echeverria opining on the need for school resource officers. And then let's go to Bertha Perez. It's a very important issue, both for our police departments and for the residents that send their children to school. First off, um, this is probably going to pass. Probably going to pass. But what I don't want to happen is the same crap that happened in Uvalde, Texas, where they spent an hour waiting to get in the classrooms. Okay? If we're going to have police officers on campus, they better have guts. And they better make a choice. The choice is you go out there and you save the kids regardless of your own safety or life. Bottom line. So we had a press conference. The mayor was there, um, Bertha Perez and uh, Jesse Oranellis. They couldn't attend because they were working. We had one member from the school district there. Now I ask myself, where are the members of the school district here? We have one. Just one, we need to have the voice of the school district deciding if this is an appropriate action to have all these resource officers there. During the press release, which, yeah, it was just, uh, during the press release, um, I commented that we need to make our schools safer. The way we make our schools safer is that we have metal detectors with one way in and one way out. Metal detectors like they have at the courthouse, okay? Because uh, this, is, this, is, this is our treasure. Our kids are our treasure. They're our next generation. So we have to protect them. We have to guard them like the courts do, like the bank does. We just need to have metal detectors at every entrance in and out. There's where some of the money can be spent instead of spending all this money to have more police officers on our campus. First of all, we have to have trained mental health experts. Mental health experts that are going to, that are trained to recognize 
problems that are arising from some of our students who may come back with a weapon like at all the schools that they're doing now and just go ballistic on everybody because they never had a chance to speak or vent their, their, their emotions, their feelings, what's going on at home. You don't know what's going on at home when they're there in the morning. You have absolutely no idea. They might have hungry stomachs. They might have been abused by their stepfather. Who knows what their problem is, but we need mental health experts on our campus. Okay, more than we have, more than we have. It's ridiculous not to have mental health experts that can foresee some of the problems that are gonna arise with some of our kids. Like I said before, we need a fence and metal detectors. Bottom line, that's where some of the money can go. Third, what's the problem with arming some of our teachers? I was working alongside teachers, and yes, I worked for the school district for 10 years. I see, I see the lack of security. I see the lack of, 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 of mental health experts and the lack of, of direction in trying to, to help some of these kids that need help. What's wrong with arming teachers? I worked with a teacher who was a former police officer. We both went to the same police academy. So to say that a teacher cannot have an armed weapon and be proficient in its use is ridiculous. That's how we can save money. We have to stop bullying in our schools. We had our speakers give perfect examples of bullying in our schools. Our teachers, our mental health experts that are there have to recognize that problem. Bullying is probably one of the most uh, traumatic uh, events that can happen to a, a child that's trying to get an education. I know because it happened to me. And not only that, but now we have to not be afraid of people getting into our schools with weapons, but we have to be afraid of the teachers who are molesting our kids. That needs to be stopped. There needs to be more accurate documentation on a lot of the activities that the teachers are doing. And mind you, in a few months, play, pay close attention to the newspapers because there's gonna be a story that's gonna be told. And a lawsuit against Merced City School District by teachers molesting children. That is the most traumatic thing that can happen. Like I said, where is Merced City School District here? They should be up here in the front row explaining that their teachers are in fear, that their teachers are afraid of guns and knives and weapons that, that the kids are bringing in. To me, that just seems like lip service to get what they want. So I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna have to finish up with everything that I said. We know this is probably gonna pass. We all know that. But damn if I'm not gonna push that when something happens, that this is not gonna be Uvalde, Texas, where we got a bunch of coward police officers that are not willing to stand up and risk their own lives what they signed up for. I did it, I've done it. When you see danger, you react. You don't wait around for your buddies to come. You react. So my message is 
have some guts if you're going to approach a person with a firearm and don't wait around until an hour or two. Thank you. Thank you, Council Member. Council Member Nellis, ready to follow, follow that one? Yeah, so I, I wasn't going to say too much um, on this. I, 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 I didn't expect, you know, all of this, you know. Um, like, I, I know what it's like to be a parent. I've raised, you know, now three adults. I got three more coming up. And, and uh, I like, I still remember, you know, my daughter coming home from, from high school, from Golden Valley High School, and saying that the SRO said, hey, aren't you Jesse or Analysis' daughter? Right, and I, you know, and, and, and like, as if she was suspect of something. Um, I'm, I'm probably the the only city council member up here that's been a victim of police brutality by somebody on the Merced Police Department back in the 90s. So my apprehension and trust of of, of the Merced Police Department, uh, like it isn't there. Uh, to to suggest to to think that police misconduct in Merced uh, or police brutality in Merced doesn't happen. That it's something that happens in other places. Uh, you know, that's, it, that's, it's just wrong. Um, I don't think that being a school resource officer should be in the job description of our police department. Uh, as well as I don't think they should be social workers. I don't think they should be drug counselors. I don't think they should be doing homeless outreach. I think they should be just focusing on, on public safety, not all these other things that, uh, that we have them doing. Um. You know, the, the school districts just want want to write a check. Um, I've I've sat on on, on a school district uh, that doesn't have SROs in their schools. That they've cho they're choosing to invest in schools in a different way. Not to say that they're doing it in perfectly or anything like that, but they're they're going in that direction. Um, I, I wish the high school and the city school district would would follow that. Right? And we, we I've worked with young people for years, and that's always been the ask. To invest in us and students, but instead, it's always been this route, you know, and 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 it's frustrating, you know. So, like, m my lack of support for this is really because I don't think law enforcement should be doing this job. I, I really feel the school district should be investing in in in, in their in their students, addressing the root causes of the behaviors that are that are supposedly making teachers scared. Um, I think the the the. the the teachers unions, teacher unions not being here advocating for SROs is an indicator of how much maybe they're apathetic on the issue, you know, and, and, and uh, like those are the things that I'm, that I see that that's not happening, you know, with that, you know, it, it's a, I don't, like, again, I don't want to say too much. Um, you already know what my stance is on, on SROs. I make a career out of it, you know, and I don't, I don't need to say much more. Thank you, Jesse. Uh, any other requests to speak? Yeah, just briefly. You want to separately? Or, oh. Yeah, we can do it. Just a, a few things. One, just to, um, this is, uh, again, at the request of both school districts. They've made this request to us. Um, it doesn't just come with a request. It comes with their paying for 70% of the salaries uh, for each of these officers as they're, or for, uh, of the officers as they're on school during the uh, school year. Again, longstanding practice. Um, and. House Treasury, I think you've several times spoke about how you were mentored and you had a lot of positive experiences with 
uh, an officer on campus growing up, uh, school safety issue, everybody knows what an important issue school safety is, both with uh, uh, school fights and violence, school shootings, uh, one of the top issues in this country. Um, and interesting, too, when um, you look at the evolution of the juvenile justice system in the last 20, 25 years, and you look at the youth incarceration rates, just I, I, uh, seeing this on the item on the agenda, I look back and then tr try to get some statistics. And interesting to see that in the mid-90s, for example, there were approximately 10,000 uh, kids and youths in the state of California, under 18, in uh, state institutions called CYA at the time. Uh, currently, there are approximately 650. Um, and that the state institutions are slated to be closed in 2023. Um, juvenile arrests have plummeted by close to 75% since the mid-90s, 88,000 in 1995, under 20,000 in 217, and lower still. Um, and the uh, overall uh, uh, youth incarceration rate just between 2010 and 2020 uh, in all, not just the state institutions, which the state's closing, uh, but in juvenile halls, group homes, other facilities fell by 50%. Um, so pretty dramatic changes in terms of uh, de-incarceration in the last uh, 20, 25 years so on that. Uh, Councilwoman Press. There you go. Um, I just want to make some comments of why there's mistrust. Um, these things have personally happened to me when you call the police for help and they turn on you. Like there's two in the audience that are here now that have told me, um, I think you're looking at me, sir, you were the one who threatened to arrest me just because you asked me to stop talking. Um, that's an abuse of power to have a police officer come to your house and give your son a citizen's arrest. This, this happened not even a month ago. I was threatened by one of these officers back here um, telling me that I was going to be arrested for telling my daughter to stop speaking. Um, that, that's an abuse of power. Also, having an officer come out and do a citizen's arrest on your son for gardening and listening to music outside, that's an abuse of power, too. So we have some mistrust issue, whether you like it or you make your faces. This is reality. These are facts, and the truth is fair game. So we have been affected differently than maybe anybody else has come up here. I hear you advocating for teachers. That's great. But advocate for the students because that's what you were elected for. Okay, here we are, uh, Citizen Watch, Saturday morning, August 6, 2022. Covering the uh, City Council meeting last Monday, August 1st, uh, 2022. Big uh, special meeting coming up August 8th, 2022. All about public safety, all about Measure C being on the ballot. Of course, lots of issues, lots of candidates on the ballot. And we're playing the back and forth between some of the council members, the uh, public comment, Regarding school resource officers, we're going to go into Measure C also. Some of the comments from the police department. The mayor had to gavel down the meeting after some back and forth. Really, really acrimonious. Not a good look for our city. So let's continue with that dialogue so you can make up your own decision. And again, if you're so inclined, be at the council chambers. 6 p.m. Monday night, August 8th, down there on 18th Street. Looks like it's going to be a very uh, productive, hopefully a productive meeting getting this on the ballot 
by August 12th. So here we go with more comment. It's a very important issue, both for our police departments and for the residents that send their children to school. First off, um, this is probably going to pass. It's probably going to pass. But what I don't want to happen is the same crap that happened in Uvalde, Texas, where they spent an hour waiting to get in the classrooms. Okay? If we're going to have police officers on campus, they better have guts. And they better make a choice. The choice is you go out there and you save the kids, regardless of your own safety or life. Bottom line. So we had a press conference. The mayor was there. Um, Bertha Perez and uh, Jesse Oranellis, they couldn't attend because they were working. We had one member from the school district there. Now I ask myself, where are the members of the school district here? We have one, just one. We need to have the voice of the school district deciding if this is an appropriate action to have all these resource officers there. During the press release, which, yeah, it was just, uh, during the press release, um, I commented that we need to make our schools safer. The way we make our schools safer is that we have metal detectors with one way in and one way out. Metal detectors like they have at the courthouse, okay? Because uh, this, is, this, is, this is our treasure. Our kids are our treasure. They're our next generation, so we have to protect them. We have to guard them like the courts do, like the bank does. We just need to have metal detectors at every entrance in and out. There's where some of the money can be spent instead of spending all this money to have. Yeah, just one last thing. I, I, what I said, you know, um, how I feel, but um, no, that's an inaccurate statement, and, I, and you have a lot on your mind. No. Back in 1978, we didn't have school resource officers. We had hard-nosed coaches that if the kids messed up, they go to the principal's office or, they, or, they, or we'd call the police. So, no, I met that police officer after some issues had happened at the school, and I became um, a juvenile delinquent uh, for a year. Went to boys' prison. Um, changed my life. Became a police officer afterwards. Went to college, got my degree, got a job. But no, it was not at our school, Mayor, and, and it's not on your fault. It's just that it happened um, outside of the school parameters. Um, good officer. Okay. Thank you. Jesse's turn. So according to the Central Valley Movement Builders, who have been doing data on uh, school-based arrests the last few years, you know, MCOE is like the highest in the Central Valley when it comes to school-based arrests. Merced Union High School District is, is, is not far behind. The disproportionality of suspensions and expulsions uh, is really high. The schools in, in, in Merced are some of the highest in the whole Central Valley in the region. You know, and so like there's, an, there's a, a landscape that's created on these campuses with law enforcement on it, participating in it. You know, they're, they're not sitting idly by doing nothing when all these things are happening. You know, like they're they're there making a negative impact on young people, you know, and, and yeah, I just wanted to declare that some of the data you're giving us on a state and, and, and national level, state. but Merced isn't, it, it, we're an outlier. When, vi when violence is, was going down and crime was going down in the state of California, Merced was still rising. 
so it's different. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mayor Pro Tem Blake. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Of course. Of course, would that be after? So I also, um, in fairness, want to say that there is some good officers in the room, too, that have helped me. Two of them that are sitting there, the two female officers have come and aided my grandson when he had stopped breathing. And Officer Rios has always been very fair to me. And the reason why I'm making this statement, it's because we need officers like that, that are honorable, that want to do the right thing, that chose this job to serve the public, not to cause chaos, mayhem, and murder. So that's why I think that police officers like that need to be in the positions of power, need to be leading, because they're lead, they might, I believe that they could lead with good example. But that has yet to be seen. Okay, Mayor Pro Tem Blake. Thank you. Um, I want to sincerely thank um, all of our public safety that's in the audience tonight, police and fire, for continuing to show up and suit up at a very difficult time. Um, and I'm ready to make a motion to approve J19 and J20. Okay. Uh, Council Member uh, Shelton had a request to speak before. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Mayor. Uh, my comments will be uh, be brief. Um, so I, I think there's a, a couple large points that I, that I, I want to reiterate. So there's been no perfect formula that's been conjured uh, to be able to implement a program in schools that stop school violence. Uh, if there was, we wouldn't see a lot of the issues that we're seeing now uh, from fights um, to stabbings to school shootings. Uh, this is not happening monthly or weekly. This is happening daily. I watched a video of two kids that stormed a classroom at Golden Valley High School this last school year to jump a kid. When the teacher, when the teacher uh, intervened, they knocked the teacher to the ground. Um, that's a problem, right? Um, and we have an obligation um, to do the very, very best we can to protect people in general. That's the students uh, and that's the teachers alike. Um, we've come to know that, well, in my opinion, any person with common sense, right, there's a hierarchy for oversight. Uh, and when people can't behave um, and people can't make rash and responsible decisions, there has got to be a consequence, right? And sometimes people don't like those consequences. Sometimes they're not fair. In people's eyes, there has got to be a consequence. Um, I'm not saying that policing is the only um, source. Uh, I, I largely agree, and I, I've said this before. Um, law enforcement is asked to do things they shouldn't be asked to do. Um, but there's no conversation about shifting any of that, right? Uh, and this has been ongoing and, and repetitive. Um, while there's no perfect person, right? There is issues, right? We, we all see them. That's in every profession. That's not just siloed in law enforcement. Um, but there also is a very a lot of honorable men and women that choose to show up and serve every day. Um, I've said this before, if you have an issue with a city employee or so on and so forth, there's an administration to address that, right? There's a, there's a chief of police, um, there's a city manager, and um, maybe Stephanie will deal with me after, but I, we all know that Stephanie don't take BS from people, right? Employees alike. Um, and so there's a way to deal with issues. Um, and hands down, and this is not because I'm in law enforcement administration, um, there's a need. Um, and there's a need more now than ever 
to have law enforcement on campus to help ensure safety. Um, and so I'm grateful um, and hands down, like I support this. Councilman Perez? I agree with um, Delray, Councilmember Delray. Um, there has to be consequences when people don't behave, and that goes for police officers too. So that was pretty much the end of the discussion from the council members on school resource officers. It passed, uh, not surprisingly, four to three with Ornales, Perez, and Echevarria voting no, not seeing the need for resource officers. Again, the mayor giving lots of good examples of uh, why it's needed and really the incarceration rate among juveniles quite low here in the state of California. Of course, you saw the pushback from Councilman Ornales regarding the statistics and his pushback from that. So, again, uh, somewhat contentious. Again, public safety being debated. These uh, normally would be just consent items that would be passed along on a unanimous vote. It wouldn't be pulled for separate consideration, except maybe the school district coming up and thanking the council for accepting the liability uh, with their officers, providing their officers, and again, the uh, school districts providing the majority, a uh, vast majority of the compensation to these officers. But they don't have the infrastructure to have a police force per se, so they rely on the cities that they usually operate in. This is very, very common. It gives the retired officers from the department who still want to participate in law enforcement a uh, way to, to do that part-time basis. Schools aren't necessarily in all the time, uh, part of the day. So it's a great resource for a lot, uh, really for everybody, the students included. And unfortunately, I didn't play any of the uh, student comments. They were mostly negative in their interactions to officers. I didn't hear any young people stand up and talk about the positive influence of having officers, school resource officers in the school. So again, it was, uh, it was somewhat disappointing but uh, let's now play a comment from the union representative from the department, Miles Richter. And uh, didn't start out real well back and forth with uh, Councilman Echevarria. Let's play that now. Evening, Council. Miles Richter, uh, president of the Merced Police Officers Association. Came here to speak on behalf of Measure C. First, I wanted to say uh, the men and women that I work with, they're the most courageous people I know. And for us to be called uncourageous, it's, it's not right. Um, I invite you to come on and ride along with me anytime you'd like. Okay. No, that's inaccurate. Yeah, that is an inaccurate statement, sir. Okay. That is an inaccurate. I never talked about any of these. Ple I talked about Uvalde, Texas, the cowardly acts. And you said that you hope that we were not cowardice as well. And I'm telling, exactly. you, I'm telling you that we're not. I'm not accusing you of saying we're cowards. I'm saying we're not cowards. You just did. Okay. Moving on. Gentlemen, gentlemen, we got to. Look, Bertha, too, everybody. All right, everybody. Mo okay. Moving on. I'm, Bert, all right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We're going to call another. We're going to call a brief recess. We'll come back in five minutes. So the mayor had to gavel down the meeting, and they took a five-minute break or so as we are coming up on a break here in the second segment of Citizen Watch. I'll pick it back up after the break with Miles Richter coming back, the mayor admonishing everybody not to have a back and forth. And again, the control of the meeting, well, not so 
not so great, a lot of uh, clapping in the audience, a lot of things you couldn't hear unless you were there. Uh, but what you heard and what you saw, well, that was enough for me to make some decisions and realize that we really need strong leadership on the dais up there at the city council and how important it is, how just one or two votes can change the way these things go. Because right now, it's a 4-3, and it could very easy be a 4-3 the other way where we don't have public safety as a priority for the citizens and the residents in, of Merced, especially what we, we have to include fire in that also. People don't realize that uh, there's a huge amount of personnel that are continued uh, on with Measure C over the years. It would really decimate our police and fire services, the amount of money that we generate. And they're not asking for an increase as Atwater is. What's interesting to me is on the same night as Merced will be debating Measure C, Atwater will be putting the final passage on their Measure H. I don't know what the new measures will be called. That will be determined by the registrar. But the point is they're uh, going for an extra half cent to make it a full cent. Merced is my understanding they're going to keep it at a half cent. I think there is some debate or talk still about a sunset. It's my understanding the way it's written now. For the discussion Monday night, there is no sunset. It's in perpetuity until the voters uh, voted out. So, a lot going on. Again, I would encourage people to be at the council meeting on Monday night if you're so inclined. We're out of time for the second segment. We'll get back into the council and public comment in the third and final segment of Citizen Watch. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYLS. Hey, here we are, second, or excuse me, third and final segment of Citizen Watch, Saturday morning, August 6, 2022. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Hey, it was a pretty contentious council meeting last Monday night here in the city of Merced, up in the council chambers. If you haven't watched it, uh, go to the visual. Lots of finger pointing. You know, when you hear these comments... Uh, these, you know, don't be cowards, uh, you know, I'm talking to you. I mean, really uh, pointing at the audience. And in the audience was the Merced Police Officers Association, the fire department representatives. Of, again, they exist uh, a big part on Measure C, very, very necessary to the department, both of those departments. They were in the audience, and they were the ones, the invectives, the comments, the pointed comments, the pointed fingers we're directed at is very, very disconcerting, my friends. Very, very disheartening. It's sad. I uh, feel very sad for our city at this time. Very, very divided. We need a uniter. We need somebody that can uh, bring these sides together to realize the good of Measure C. There's a lot of good folks that are going to be promoting Measure C if it gets on the ballot. And I say if. It gets on the ballot Monday night. And again, if you're so inclined, be down at the council chambers at 8, or excuse me, 6 p.m. It's probably, it's probably going to be a long one. It'll probably still be going at 8, but get down there early, get a seat. Everybody can speak that wants to, pro and con. And again, I think this is so important for our community, for our city to be continued. Let's get back into the comments at the last city council meeting, August 1st, here in Merced. The speakers address us as a group. I know sometimes it's difficult to, to not... Uh, personalized things, but this is your chance to speak to us about issues before the city, um, and then uh, 
as our city attorney reminded me, the at least on our end, you know, we, we always try to avoid a back and forth during this section. And then us as council members, we have an opportunity to speak uh, uh, either at the conclusion of this or more appropriately during council comments at the end. That's oftentimes the best spot to, to do this. But so that we had 238 remaining. OK. Just for police, it's for fire as well and for roads. Uh, this has been the status quo for the last 16 years. Uh, we're not asking for anything new. We're just asking to maintain what we have. Merced is a community that is growing exponentially at this rate. We're growing north, we're going south, we're going east. Um, as of right now, the police that we have is not enough. I believe the last number that they requested was 30 officers uh, to anticipate on this growth. And, you know, eventually we're going to need that number. Um, this is about the community. It's not about police officers. It's not about retaining jobs. The last council meeting I heard talk about how much graffiti is all around the city. Us officers, we're out there using the Citizens Connect app. We're taking pictures of the graffiti. We're out there trying to make a difference. And the more officers we have, the more difference we can make. We just want to be out there. We want to be safe for ourselves. We want to be safe with the, with the community as well. Uh, the police department does numerous different things. Uh, we have the community academy, which is great for people to get in touch with the academy. Uh, with the police department, they can come in, they can learn everything about the police department. I suggest if you're on the fence about Measure C, going and doing the community academy. Tomorrow night, we have national night out. You can come out and you can meet officers. You can do those things, uh, see what the police department has to offer. Uh, we recently had the open house at the South Station, and that was a huge success. A lot of the community members came down in South Merced. They came out, they had snow cones, popcorn. It was a great time. Uh, I was there representing the Merced Police Department, uh, Police Officer Association, and people had smiles on their face. They were having a great time. Um, there's going to be several other people here speaking on behalf of the MPOA. I hope that we can get Measure C back to be voted on. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Next speaker. Hello. Uh, my name is Stephen Odom. I'm a police officer here at Merced. So I had a speech prepared, but I, I can't even revert to it. I just want to share some stories. I think it's rare that police officers get to share some of the touching stories that we um, get to go through. So in my career, I've been a cop now for nine years and um, been a part of the gang unit and ultimately detectives. I've uh, been a homicide detective for about a year now. Last year, we had a record high 17 homicides record high 79,000 calls for service which was uh, mentioned earlier again record high numbers so as the city of Merced continues to grow so does crime so I want to share a story uh, about working homicide and how much it means to me um, all I can think about is 12 mothers and fathers that I've personally called to tell them that we found the person that killed your son or daughter um, the emotions that you feel as a detective making that call uh, I can't even uh, begin to articulate well enough. Uh, I, I used to think being proactive was the most rewarding thing about this job, and it's not. Uh, I learned that quickly. And calling these families, hearing them cry, shout with joy on speakerphone, the whole family in the background is just yelling at how excited they are and grateful that we found the killer that killed their daughter or son. Uh, has been the most rewarding thing for me my entire career. I've been a part of eight homicides myself, um, every single one of them identified and apprehended. 17 total, two homicide detectives in the state of Merced. I don't know if anyone knows that. It's alarming, as it should be. So to think that Measure C is not even, or 
may not pass to me is just baffling. Um, just because it funds 17, approximately 17 officers. Those 17 is going to impact patrol, gang unit, DART, traffic, detectives. I'm a part of detectives, and it means everything to me. To know that it impacts that, knowing that the future victims in the state of Merced may not get that closure, may not get that justice, is it's horrible to even think about. Because 17 officers is a lot of officers, and it will impact every single unit. I'm telling you right now it will. And Senator said, we have a great department. We work so hard in our cases. These homicide cases take six months to multiple years just to work. And it's vigorous. It's nonstop. It's tedious. And we do everything we can to get justice for the families because they deserve it. So please say yes, Measure C. Think about the future victims in the community, Merced, uh, because they all deserve justice. Thank you. Thanks. Next speaker. Good evening, Mayor and City Council um, and our audience in the community. Um, I am Raquel Rios, and I am one of the officers here at, um, in our department. I've been doing this work for about 22 years, um, and I've been actually a city employee for combined 17 years. Um, I'm a mom, I'm a daughter, I'm a niece, and I'm a cousin, and I'm a coworker to a lot of my audience, and um, I am a grandmother, and I have taken that oath to to help the citizens of Merced. In 2007, I came to Merced. I was in Stanislaus County, but I live in Merced. My family's here. I took that honor to come here because in the line of duty death, it was gonna be worth it for me to do it here where I live. Um, both city councilmen, um, Ornales and Echeverria, uh, actually their districts are where I, I was raised. Um, Mr. Echeverria, you actually are in the district where my grandmother, who's 95 years old, and my mother live. So it's really important to me because the vested interest is, I have a vested interest. Not only do I have it for myself, I have it for my loved ones, and I also have it for my community. So the previous vote for no one measure C, not being able to evaluate that as a viability of our future ballot affects everyone, including yourselves, but especially the vulnerable population. Um, uh, they count on public safety to be there on the need of time, time of need. Um, just a little thing as well, 22 years for a good portion of my career, I was an investigator for like 11 years, mainly investigating sex assaults, child crimes, registering all sex offenders. So I understand the vulnerable population and helping people who have been victims of elder abuse. Um, so as previously said, 17 officers would lose their jobs. Um, a reduction, it would it would affect all of our areas, but most importantly too, um, there, the extra things we get to do, the, the feel-good stuff, like having the downtown officer um, assigned would not would be eliminated. MPD participation and community outreach engagement efforts would be curtailed. So we want our community to feel safe. We also, we know that the reduction in the vast number will negatively impact the community, subsequently their health, affecting their health and wellness for quality of life. We want businesses to come here. We want them to flourish. We want them to know that they're gonna be protected. That's why we're here. So I believe each of you, uh, in some form or another, as Councilmember Perez has said, she's had good experiences. There's been negative experience, but at the end of the day, we're here to do our jobs. Um, I, I, I'm very appreciative of her getting to uh, work, help her not but a week ago, where she thanked us. She called us gems. She said we're needed in the community. So thank you for that, Councilmember Perez. Um, so I come before you, I come before you to request that you consider making a uh, motion to have Measure C placed on our ballot and having each one of you say yes. Please don't take the voters' ability to make their decisions on themselves to be able to um, keep themselves safe. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening, Mayor. Good evening, Council Members. I'm Officer Chavez. Um, 
the last budget cuts that we lost officers, I was part of it. Luckily, I survived it because I was senior, uh, more, more, uh, more than officers. Um, we took a big hit because we lost officers. Uh, some came back, others didn't come back at all. Uh, through that recession, uh, we were limited calls. Proactivity was down to zero. Basically, we couldn't do much activity apprehending criminals, making the streets safer. Uh, we rebounded back with the Measure Z. Uh, we hired more officers. But if it fails again, we're going to lose officers again. Um, like uh, some of the officers, the firemen said, and some of my fellow officers said also, Southside of Merced is growing big. I patrol that area. And sometimes I'm out there by myself patrolling, and I see more and more houses being built. And cutting police officers and firemen is going to limit our resources. That's why I'm asking you to both measure Z. Um, also, the other thing I want to address is Councilman Cheria mentioned about the Uvalde thing. Uh, my wife was showing me the video of the uh, incident, and I was getting emotional watching it. And she goes, how do you feel? I go, well, two things are going to happen. If I'm there, and I know if you're there too, Mr. Cheria, two things are going to happen. There will be me walking through the front door of my house or one of my supervisors back there knocking on the door and say, hey, can you come with us? Because we will go through that. Anytime you want to go for an hour, sir, look me up. I will take you one. Because when you were an officer today, a lot of things have changed. And you will see that firsthand. And that's why I'm asking you keep measures here on the ballot. And some of you council members know me and you, the self-mayor, you know that I would not hesitate to run into an incident like that. And measures here, but these young guys, they're going to feel it. I felt it when I was, when the last one that we lost officers. And if it happens again, you guys are going to feel it because they have to more work and limited what they can do. And that's why I'm asking you to measure C, keep it. More officers and more firemen. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Next speaker. So that was some of the comments by the police officers, obviously advocating for Measure C, giving some very personalized stories. And here's how the night ended up. Basically, Echeverria says he's not going to vote for anything coming back before him because he feels slighted by the process. And, well, Councilman Ornalis' comments are just completely out of line. We're out of time after these comments. We'll see you next week on Citizen Watch. My name's Casey Steed. Here we go with the final comments of the night. Thank you, everybody that was here tonight. Um, your side and your story matters to me. and it. I just wanted to um, uh, speak about Measure C. It's a good thing. Uh, but the way it was presented was not. And so we, I've, I've stated that. I want, I, want it, um, I want you to understand that uh, so that there's no misconceptions. Uh, my record stands. Uh, my family's been involved in law enforcement. Um, we need to, we need to uh, have our officers up there. But the way it was presented, once again, it was just... Uh, not not in a good way, and I'm not going to support anything like that if it ever comes to me again. Okay, thank you, sir. Councilman Ornelas? Yeah, so there was uh, a Merced High wrestler that got to nationals and placed. Um, I'm going to try to track him down to get him down here so we could honor him. Um, so during the discussions today, law enforcement called me a pick. I, I got people in the, in, in the crowd, right? Heard the comments y'all say about me, and I'm, I'm going to look y'all dead in the eye. I could vote yes on this stuff, and y'all still wouldn't like me. All right? So yeah, I'm going to continue to push back in your face. All right? You understand that? Yeah, I am that big. 
So it's hard to believe for me that a sitting council member would direct those kind of comments, those kind of, are they threats, to police officers and firefighters in the audience personalizing his position. It's not a personality contest. It's not about being liked. It's about what's doing right for the community, what the community wants. And to let the community decide, I think, is important, and it should be put to the voters. Obviously, there's a lot of people that, well, I don't think it's a lot. There's some people that feel that this shouldn't go forward, but I think it should. And I think Monday night is a very important meeting. Thanks for listening to Citizen Watch. We'll see you next week.